911 emergency. What's your emergency? Hi, this is Cheryl Johnson, and I just I, I need help. I need someone to get here. It's an emergency. Oh, what's going on? Are you safe? Is anybody hurt? No, I'm not safe. There has been a robbery, and I'm really scared. Okay. Are you in a safe place? Tell me what's going on. Uh, I'm not in a safe place right now. I'm in a glass case of emotions. <laughs> I'm so scared right now because Sugar Kane and Nina West from RuPaul's Drag Race were robbed. Seriously? This is serious. <laughs> they were robbed. We'll send a unit out right away. Um, I need help. Can we please? <laughs> Save me. You're like 34 years old, girl. Like, <laughs> it's time to grow up. This isn't fair. They were robbed, and I'm scared of what's going to happen this week. The unit's on their way, ma'am. Girl, the only person being robbed is me and my time. So let's get this podcast started. Reclaiming my time. Reclaiming my time. Hi. Thanks for coming. Hey girl. Thanks for coming. Oh, Hello and thanks for coming, America. My name is Seth. What is yours? Hello, Jamal here. Hello, it's Stony. Hey, you guys, welcome back to another week at the Thanks for Coming podcast. It's the most magically gay podcast in the entire world, and we are here back, back, back again to give you some recaps. We are on episode twelve of RuPaul's Drag Race. We're getting very close to the finale. This is the uh, big episode where we will find out who will be the top four. So. Let's uh, let's get pumped up about that, I guess, <laughs> even though we already know who it is. <laughs> yeah, so y'all two are spoiled, so naturally I am nosy, so I had to know. I'm not going to say anything, listeners, but the big oversized glitter bomb is about to drop. Yeah, girl. Well, I mean, technically, like, they'll already know at this point because the episode will have aired. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. We would just have to read. We're gonna recap. if it was We're going to recap the entire <laughs> episode but not tell you who's in the top four. That's true. Yeah, we're basically <laughs> doing the opposite of what WoW would do, which is just present the final four before the episode. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I'm so mad. <laughs> I'm just sticking to my role of resident space case here. I'm just going to wait until we move on. Yeah, girl. <laughs> Who's ready for season 12? <laughs> Surprise. Meet the Queens episode. Right. We're back in the workroom in one week. It's like, no. Fuck. Yeah, that's pretty uh pretty crazy. But um how's how how is you how are you guys doing this week? Are you guys having a really good week? I'm having a much better week. So the weekend was great. It was Mother's Day weekend, so we went down to Bloomington and met up with Stony's parents. Uh, we had my nephew with us, my mom and my sister. So we all kind of did like a joint Mother's Day lunch on Saturday. Sunday was nice and chill and my car was actually fixed yes. in under a week. So that's nice. They didn't take a month to fix it? No, thank goodness. <laughs> they just had to replace their grill and the back bumper and something underneath some mechanical term. I forgot. Oh, wow. That sounds fancy, girl. Does your car have like yeah. NAS in it? Are you going to be Tokyo drifting? <laughs> as soon as I get my windows tinted, yes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Stony? How's your week been? Uh, it's been good so far. I mean, we pretty much did the same things together. So, <laughs> like, we <laughs> had the joint. Um, 
Mother's Day thing. So that was cool. We went to Mother Bear's. So that was like awesome because I hadn't had, you know, Mother Bear's pizza in a while. So, so you had carbs? That was I had carbs. Oh my god. Girl. They ate carbs. Why would you even let him know? It was so good though. <laughs> I love carbs. I needed to like I want to share my carb fantasy with everyone. It was really good. <laughs> I don't eat them very often, so when I do, I like to brag about it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And you know the area in Mother Bears with the little fireplace? Yeah. They closed off the area that used to be those two big corner tables. So now it's just like a straight wall, and I think they expanded their kitchen. What the heck? I know. That was like our little corner, the gang. So now there's like no space for big groups? There is, but it's not our spot. Ugh. They got rid of all... They should have like put those damn booze in like a museum or something like that. I know. Now it's just like literal kitchen sinks. I know. For those of you that don't know what Mother Bears is, like you can basically just write on the booze, write on the walls, like just, you know, like Jamie and her eight serostitutes were here and... <laughs> like uh, t- nine, twelve, nineteen, whatever you know. So it's uh, it's lots of memories. For a good time call. Yeah, people carve like their names into the booze and shit. So it's just one of those like college, like town restaurants. It's like it's famous for you know obviously their pizza, but you know it's just one of those like college town places that everyone goes to when they visit yeah i know when i worked ie orientation we were always um pointing parents and students to mother bears which is like not cool because then they get there and it's all crowded and you're just like uh get out of here child well it's just it's impossible to avoid the ras are just spewing it to them before we even get to them that's rude (laughs) I'm going to send in a strongly worded email to orientation (laughs) leaders. (laughs) I always advocate for strongly worded emails. So yeah. (laughs) Word. Bring your fierce white woman pen. That's right. Auntie Jane is pissed and she's going to let the world know. Watch out for my pen and all of my furious words. (laughs) But, um, but yeah, so, uh, so yeah, I had a good weekend. Also, I w- went to the bar to watch RuPaul's Drag Race, even though I knew Nina was going home because it got spoiled for me. And uh, now I know who's going home this week. So <laughs> it's going to be a hopefully not not hopefully it'll still be fun, I guess. I don't know. Listen, I hope that Vegas doesn't like turn into a shit show because like we're all going to be together and like what if we all get spoiled together like while we're like all who drunk the winner is. like while we're at lady gaga yeah. and we get like a push notification that like silky wins it could like potentially be like the gayest version of the hangover ever yeah you just see us like <laughs> angrily be... like trashing the casino <laughs> <laughs> like throwing shit <laughs> like jumping into the caesar's palace like fountain <laughs> just raging just pissed you don't understand (laughs) we've watched this show for eight months now to find out who won (laughs) and it just got spoiled (laughs) for us no i can't wait it's gonna be fun i don't want to see gays in the wild mad girl (laughs) that is not good (laughs) get out of my way yeah (laughs) um well but before we get into the podcast i'm very excited to report that we got a new review on itunes and it was a five-star review so i would especially like to read that on the podcast this week oh very cool yay so this review comes from holly you may have heard us talk about her on the podcast before because she uh is very like 
communicative with us on Twitter and we like talking Ooh, to her. vocabulary. Yes, bitch. That's a four-syllable word. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we know Holly. Hi, Holly. Thank you. Thank you so much for reviewing us, Holly. Sorry it took me this long to remember to read it on the podcast, but... <laughs> Yeah, so Holly's review is this. I look forward to listening to this podcast every week. The banter in each episode is so fun and engaging. Even if you don't watch the weekly RuPaul's Drag Race episodes, you can listen and not feel like you're missing out. The hosts make you feel like you're just sitting at a table chatting with your friends. Highly recommend it. Yay. Oh, thanks, Holly. Yeah, thank you so much for such a lovely review. If you guys want to hear your review right on the podcast, you're more than welcome to submit it on iTunes. And if you're in a different country than the United States and we won't be able to see your review, you can just screenshot it and maybe like email it or DM it to us on Twitter or something. Yeah, we see it out there. We see the cities growing and the places you all are popping up is pretty awesome to see. So um, thanks for the love and thanks, Holly, for those sweet words. Yes, definitely. Yeah, we were like super popular in Israel last week. I don't know what happened, but we've like taken over the Israeli market. Yeah, it goes in waves. I I was like reading some stuff about like um, search engine optimization and other like nerdy internet stuff. (laughs) But what I'm getting at is like, your popularity it kind of just like bounces it's it's odd i don't know yeah either way thank you so much holly you're so nice and uh if you want to be nice like holly feel free to submit us a review (laughs) or at least give us like a five-star rating yes all right with that being said i feel like we've covered our bases for this week and i will go ahead and uh, get into this honesty spill of the week Uh, honesty Hello and welcome back, everyone. We are about to spill some tea. You got it. We are in the honest tea spill of the week. And this week, of course, we're back to recap episode 12 of season 11's RuPaul's Drag Race. So um, we're now getting down to the wire here. And we are at the top five. And we are just starting to cut bitches. And it is getting messy. Real messy. Um, It's just that point in the competition. You got to get real nitpicky. You got to be on your A game. Anything goes to a degree. Just bring it. Yeah. I mean, just like fall down during your lip sync or your uh, performance and the dance (laughs) challenge and it's totally fine. It's just part of your personality. An actual splat. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You didn't tie your shoes, so you have to go home. Shade rattle. Where's the shade rattle? <laughs> yeah, it, it's a pretty crucial point in the competition. So we are starting to lose our faves, and it is not fair, but as we all know, <laughs> life's not fair. It is true. Yeah, bring back Naomi. Best quote ever. I know. <laughs> I'll say that until the end of time. all right you guys so at the beginning of the show well nina west has gone home there was a nice uh montage a slow-mo montage of nina west and she uh sarah mclaughlin was singing in the arms of an angel fly away (laughs) and then there were a couple dead dogs and it was really weird Oh, no. It might yeah. as well have been all of that. Somewhere Cheryl Johnson is in a mental hospital, like, still, like, <laughs> shook about this elimination episode. Yeah, she's not okay. She'll never get over it. <laughs> There's no coming back. <laughs> 
All right. So then Akira asked the two girls who everyone said they should go home, Evie and Silky, uh, how they feel since they're still here. So they kind of talk about that a little bit. Uh, Brooke says that she thought both girls should have been eliminated. Speaking of Silky and Nina after their scrub riffic performance last night or last episode. Yeah, I I agree. I really wanted a top three, so I'm all here for this idea. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's all we got to say about that. I have nothing to say. (laughs) I was like expecting something. Nothing happened. All right. (laughs) Thanks, (laughs) Stoney. Stoney's feeling real chatty today, you guys. I don't know. Like, I just... I don't know. I think I'm just like, maybe it's drag race fatigue. I'm just like over these bitches. Like I'm ready for the finale. <laughs> for real. I'm feeling it, girl. No, I think that that's a fair read because like we were saying previously, Silky was not bringing, I mean, Rue said it herself, like, meh, you know, it wasn't anything great. How do you make a decision that's fair after saying that to both of the queens? Like... I think Nina should still be there. I wasn't impressed. You know, Silky's been talking all of this shit about she's ready to lip sync for her life, and that's all you've got. I think that I could have gone up there and done something a little better than that. (laughs) I mean... And I say that confidently. Okay. (laughs) Listen, real tea. Like, to be honest, I'm not super excited about the queens remaining in the competition. Like, I'm into Evie... And Brooklyn is very good, but everyone else, like, I just don't care about. Like, I guess I am just more, I'm kind of sad because Nina left and Nina was providing something that was unique to the competition that we haven't seen. Whereas I feel like Akira and Silky and Vanjie were all just giving us the same thing week to week. And in particular, Silky's looks were not good. They've been sloppy all season. Um, so I don't know. I guess I'm just kind of like this season just isn't doing it for me on the runway, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, And there's also like, you're not really like super connected to anyone in particular. I mean, I guess Nina for us, I think group consensus, we're mostly connected to her. We like Evie, but yeah, there's just like something kind of lacking. Yeah. I'm just not like super excited about any of these Queens. Like, I'm basically at this point, I'm rooting for Evie to win it all. But like, I think, I don't know. It's something just with their looks that it just is not exciting to me. Yeah, I'm sure we'll dig more into it later, but I don't want to discount Akira and Brooke all the way. Um, But (laughs) it's like, no, it's just kind of like a meh kind of season so yeah it started off really strong i think and it could also have something to do with the fact that this season they had 15 queens on it so we didn't get like as much time with each queen to get to know them yeah yeah also about the lip sync silky said that's not her genre so i'm like what is her powerhouse yeah and see that's just bullshit because come on like if someone you're on rupaul's drag race every kind of club every kind of venue is going to be every kind of promoter is going to be contacting you and you're going to tell them, Oh, that's not my genre. And you're just going to turn down these coins that you've never seen in your life. A drag queen supposed to be studied and mm-hmm. know all the tea on the arts so, and performance front. 
as far as I'm concerned. So I guess No Scrubs is not her genre. Like one of the most popular songs of like the 90s. Like, no shit. You stupid bitch. Like, are you Grammy winning song? Like, this is like, I don't understand. Like, what else? Like, I could see if it was a ballad or something, and she was like, oh, like, I don't know. Oh, really do well, some- Britney Spears I mean, is not my god. Oh, well, No Scrubs is not my genre. Like, this TLC, is- bitch, is not your genre. Rude. Right. Like, this is seriously, like, one of the most popular songs. And, and iconic su- songs. Iconic, super yes. upbeat. Like, I know. You don't- were judged by one of the writers. <laughs> So if this is not your genre, then I don't know what is like, is it like, yeah, I guess I don't know. (laughs) Does she just sing like, is she like one of those queens that just parks and barks and like slow ballads or emotional songs? She must do all those annoying ass songs. Um, You know, they're cute in doses. The ones where there's like talking tracks over the music. I bet that's Silky's gig. Well, she's pretty religious. Maybe she like lip syncs to some hymns or something. Kesha's got a pretty awesome song called Praying Out. Maybe she's oh. done that one. Word. I feel it. <laughs> I'm, uh, I want to see that one. Maybe at the finale we'll get to see it. <laughs> but um, but Akiria, she says that Silky has been telling Rue to put her in the bottom all season, but her bark is bigger than her bite because they were all reading her <laughs> about her lip sync performance. Yeah, as they should, like good sister would. Yes. And then Silky says being in the bottom really put things into perspective for her and that the Lord Jesus himself believes in forgiveness so that she should also then forgive Evie for Evie for Evie being so mean to her. No, the Lord believes more in a good lip sync bitch on RuPaul's Drag Race and that's (laughs) not what she served. So lightning has struck. On this (laughs) show, the Lord's name is RuPaul Charles. So... (laughs) 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 <laughs> and rupaul said meh so i would really try to work it out girl yeah you got two weeks to figure it out <laughs> <laughs> um but uh but yeah so silky and evie are like cool now probably like braid each other's hair and like gab about boys that's nice to see but silky can't touch my head no especially after her uh makeup putting on hair dude <laughs> But uh, yeah, so then it's a new day in the workroom and Michelle Visage comes into the workroom to explain to them what in the hell will be going on. They will be recording Mama Roo's new song, Queens Everywhere, and they have to write a sickening solo, learn some challenging techno... Uh, I put technology, but it's it's choreography. <laughs> they, have to, is- <laughs> they have to learn how to code for websites and shit. <laughs> They're like, you will become a 5G <laughs> wave, electro wave, yeah. and penetrate our souls. You have to get programmed to do yeah. the performance. <laughs> you have to create a website, a sickening website for all of your On merch. Squarespace. On Squarespace. <laughs> <laughs> Good God, Seth. I guess we'll blame it on autocorrect but I should have caught it earlier. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so yes, they have to write a sickening solo, learn some challenging choreography and record interviews for RuPaul's podcast. What's the tea with Michelle Visage. I keep wanting to say Michelle Visage. Michelle Visage. Visage. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
So that is the challenge for this week. So they kind of like go bounce back and forth between the three different things, but that would be super confusing to just jump around. So I thought we will move in order of task. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds good. So to start, I thought we would talk about the studio, like their actual recording the verses and here to help produce the track is Todrick Hall who uh, we've seen on the show he's a member you know like a pretty regular member of the RuPaul Drag Race family yeah and you'll notice that whenever Ru says tonight it's just family he's usually there yes and I was like really feeling Todrick Hall's look now I know in the past I've been critical of his uh, attractiveness but I was really feeling him on this episode I really liked his hair uh, normally, I don't like him with facial hair, but with the way his hair was colored, I really liked it. <laughs> yeah, I like him with facial hair, and I'm living for his um, Cruella look. Yeah, it's like a yin and yang thing, maybe. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's in there, and he is very straight-faced and non-enthusiastically guiding them through recording their track. <laughs> he's like yeah that was like good i guess but like maybe you want to like um in this line you should probably try and like um yeah okay <laughs> it's just like what i think that like over the years like you kind of see like um these youtubers and artists kind of grow and i don't i don't think he's taking himself too seriously but you see them kind of step into this oh well i'm not new to the show anymore i've been doing this for a while with rue so i need to really bring the heat he's stepping into his michelle Bouchage. yeah yeah but he has a he's big like, personality though like so he's trying I to put on like a poker face and i don't know if it's to like try to encourage the queen to like pull something out of him i don't know yeah he's like just trying to like I don't know, make his mark. He's like the Tati of um, YouTube personalities. So. Oh, shit. Uh. You went there, bitch. <laughs> you, that was you, you messy bitch. How dare you? <laughs> don't bring up her name. <laughs> I don't trust Listen, her. I don't know. She's like, <laughs> she's got invoices, girl. <laughs> I know. I don't really trust her either, but I, yeah, I didn't even know who she was before all this drama, but I was familiar with her. There's only like so many YouTube like videos I can take where people have to explain over and over bullshit <laughs> that I don't care about. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, guys know I love drama. So like I was following the whole story just for the drama aspect of it. And uh, yeah, Miss Tati, Miss Thing, she she uh, does not seem very reliable to me. So like she just put out like an apology video because she saw how basically everyone was like destroying James Charles. And she's like, well, like you guys didn't need to go that hard. And like, it's all my fault now. And blah, blah, no, blah, girl, blah. Listen, so I'm like, OK, so I'm not like siding with anybody, but she. She knows what she's doing, and I don't think that she's completely in the wrong. Sorry, listeners, we're on a tangent. But this is just like PR training. Like this is she's just got that on him. She's got that on lock, and she's doing it very well. So tired apology versus this. It's like, eh. But, you know, also people in the industry recognize that point if they are studied. Um, Well, that's why I don't believe her, because I think it's all a promo for her company. Halo, Halo, Halo. But it's more like, okay, she's got the education and experience, so she's more level-headed than this guy. Actually, see, I don't disagree with you, Seth, because, okay, 
just full disclosure, like I kind of enjoyed like seeing the downfall of James Charles because I'm not a huge fan of his. So like I watched his crying apology video and I was like fine with it. Like I was like, okay, this I is didn't what know you get. Why it ended with him um, talking about it. But with mom. Tati, like at first, like I started listening to her video or watching her video, and I was like, okay, I don't know. I was who like, she okay, is. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know who you are. Like I'm gonna believe you. But then the more I listened and watched, and then I watched her like second like apology or. I don't even know what it was. Her second video about it. Her follow up. <laughs> but like every time in her video, she's like promoting her products. I know. So I'm just like, okay, bitch. Like now you're just like posting videos because you get like 40 million views. Well, and that's what I mean by like she's like trained to respond to things like these. But also she pointed out the fact that in his apology video, she said their names, but she he never once mentioned the brand. So it's kind of like she's responding to him in that way. Well, and this is my thing too. Okay. So if she felt slighted based on brand deals he was taking and ways that he was acting towards her, there's a difference between a friendship falling out and like calling someone out publicly on the internet by name. So to me, I was like, handle your business in, in private. Like you don't need to ruin someone's whole career because you like had a falling out of not being friends with them anymore. Well, like, but I think that she was more pissed because I, I don't disagree with you, but and I think that's where she was coming from because he was out kind of canoodling when it was kind of known in the industry that he was supposed to be more with her. So this is kind of going on like under her nose and she's been made to look stupid because she didn't well, know. And also her... So like part of me thinks that what you're saying, Seth, is correct. However... She also didn't post the video until after, like, James Charles, like, pocket gay friend, like, was talking trash about her on YouTube. So I can kind of see, like, okay, well, she didn't say anything until after She's that like, happened. Now I have so to then maybe she was just like, I'm over this bullshit. Like, I'm going to call you out now, Charles, because you're just being a little bitch. Right. And, it, and really, in the end, it made her look no better than him, in my opinion. So... As far as the drama between those two people... <laughs> I think she schooled him, but that's my opinion. Okay, well, there were lots of things that upset me about her video. Like, I'm not saying James Charles is right or whatever, but I'm saying as far as like the friendship aspect of their, of their, t- their little tiff... I was like, I don't give a fuck, to be honest, because it just it's just two people not being friends anymore. So, like, that's not a reason to destroy someone else's career. Also... Uh, as far as like the straight boy aspect of it, I am not supporting the way it's being portrayed in the media. I don't know that it's completely that way because to me, I've seen the videos from two of the boys that are quote unquote straight when really what happened is the one was by curious pursued james charles like reached out to james charles in the dms and pursued something with him and when it didn't work out james was upset because he thought there was something developing between those two and he was emotional about it so that that's my opinion on that one and then yeah and he also got mad because james was also like being a player and like two-timing him with some other guy so 
you know, it's I don't like, know. There's evidence to support both sides. I think we could all go in circles. And I don't know who's yeah. right. I'm not saying from, one person's right. I mean, right. I'm looking at it from like a PR business viewpoint, and I completely get where Tati is coming from. And I think that James is very young, and he's learned a very tough lesson. Exactly. But I also, I also see the other side, but I think I'm going to lean more with the professional who's been in the game and help bring him up. Yeah. And that's where I'm going to leave that. And just like close it out for me personally, like <laughs> I will say that I I know for a fact I'm biased against James Charles. I do not like him. He annoys me for some reason. Um, so I will say that, but I also I respect so his talent. I was okay with like I was kind of enjoying like the downfall of him, but also too, I can see Tati is kind of an opportunist and I felt like she's kind of like doing all she can to like get the views for, from this drama. So. Well, I mean, she's doing damage control. This is like PR 101. She's making sure that her followers are not going to get stressed out and leave. But I mean, yeah, we're like a Neapolitan ice cream. We've got three shades of opinions yeah. on this. Yeah. But we should probably dig back into Drag Race. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my, I do want to say just like a closing statement from my opinion is I'm not really supporting James or Tati because I don't think Tati is this innocent victim like we've been saying that she makes herself out to be. I'm not saying that James is right. Um, I don't necessarily, I don't know the, all the tea. I don't know what happened on the trip that he went on with Jeffree Star and um, his boyfriend that caused him to get banned from their household. But I also know that we also know that Jeffrey Star has an open relationship. So, um, so beyond that, I'm not saying. Obviously, if the behavior that is portrayed that James is behave is per- perpetrating is really not okay, but I'm not sure that's exactly what is happening. So I kind of play nooch on this situation, but I also think it's kind of like sad to see people and other LGBT people rooting for like someone else's life to be destroyed so there's also that because i'm also you know like i also believe that he can um you know rebound and learn from his mistakes because he is only 19 years old yeah he's young but it's like what i've said in the past it's like me giving people a pass because they're black i think it's just this is a young business dude and everything you said is not wrong yeah he'll grow from this yeah and i don't mean to like just be like oh like james charles he needs to go down i guess for me like he's just annoying to me and (laughs) i think he needs to like he needs to get like grow up a little bit so like maybe this is the moment that he can like take this and like grow from it and not be so like we're all a little messy just don't get caught (laughs) yeah wow this became like a drama channel we're spilling we're really spilling the honest tea this week any (laughs) (laughs) all right well let's get back into this so oh yeah so they're in the studio how do we get from Todrick to this? I don't know. Anyways, so <laughs> this is really weird. I think I kind of derailed it. Yeah, so sorry about that. Um, so so we're talking about the rehearsal. So did you think any of the queens really struggled in the recording session? Um, I'm trying to think. I don't think anybody stood out as like super struggling. It was kind of just like the typical, oh, you know, try to do this with your voice. Don't be so bland if we're um, speaking in English and not Todrick terms. <laughs> 
try to bring some character to the to the voiceover and like Evie was it Evie or Brooke maybe both of them had really challenging lyrics but it excited him because he could see that they were like pushing themselves so it was just like a you know typical coaching session but it's always fun to see Todrick on the show definitely I thought Akira was the one that struggled because Todrick was saying it almost felt like she was just like she was like that kid like you know, in like fourth grade, reading the book report, yeah, and just like looking at the pages and just like reading it like really fast, and you're just like slow down, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, but also like we were supposed to be getting like Nicki Minaj with her lyrics, but instead we we're getting like Iggy Azalea. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, <laughs> so yeah, I feel ya. But also, can we? Can we talk about feminims? Uh, I mean, Brooklyn's recording session. <laughs> Feminim. Yeah, about that. This is the whitest <laughs> shit I've seen, you guys. This is coming from a white person. She, well, it is about Toronto. Yeah. <laughs> The Canadians go hard in the paint. Uh, she's a dancer. Maybe she's not as good with the lyrics, but she tried. <laughs> like in her head, she's just like here and she's like, ding, 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 ding. There's one shot, one opportunity calls. It's once in a lifetime. <laughs> Better lose yourself. <laughs> all, all while doing like some ballerina twists and turns. Yeah. Like some black swan shit. For real, girl. It was, oh, she's like, that. Fa- she's like, vomit on my sweater, mom's spaghetti. spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very that. Those were the vibes of this recording session. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so that was uh, the recording session. So now I thought we could move on and discuss the uh, what's the tea with Michelle Visage. And uh, yeah, so first we saw Akiria come in for the interview and they talked to her about how she was raising her younger brother's two-year-old son and mm-hmm. she did that so he would not have to go into the foster care system. So that's kind of crazy. Yeah, I think that's huge. Like it's, um, those are really hard situations. I'm, you know, lucky enough. I don't know if lucky is even the right word to have never experienced anything like that, but I've seen people go through it and on both sides. So to see a curious step up and take on that responsibility and still try to pursue her dream. Um, it's, it's really, you know, it's a good human being. Yeah. I thought that was such like an inspiring story when she was talking about that. It just kind of disappointed me that we haven't heard any stories really about Akira all season long? Yeah, like, you realize we haven't really gone deep with her. Yeah, I'm like, damn, I wish we would have explored this earlier because it made me like appreciate her so much more mm-hmm. as a person. And I think that's kind of what's been missing from her this season. We just haven't seen like a lot of character development from her. So like we don't know much about her backstory. So for me, this was just, like awesome to hear about her because it just like it makes you appreciate her so much more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And according to um, to Evie Oddly at the Roscoe's viewing party, <laughs> she said, well, the people that didn't get airtime were being boring and not making good TV. So <laughs> there's that. Well, <laughs> well, I mean, that's up for the producers to answer, really. Like, what's tea, girls? <laughs> Well, just that Akira wasn't giving them anything to work with, basically. Like, they like to handle their drama, like, in private, basically. Nah. Mm. Yeah. But moving on to Miss Silky Nutmeg Ganache. 
uh, we learned about Silky that she started drag in college in Wabash, Indiana. And she says that the girls don't like her from the beginning, that she's too loud, she talks too much, and people were surprised that she was still in the competition, and that it hurt her a little bit, but Jesus Christ himself told her to forgive everyone. (laughs) Silky's full of shit, because, like, (laughs) Silky is, like, so bitchy until one day she wakes up and decides you're gonna be cool. Like, (laughs) we've seen Evie try to apologize, like, two or three times, but the Wabash, Wabash, however you say it wabash 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 <laughs> um shout out to elizabeth we'll see her soon in vegas that she sounds like actually, a party yeah she took wabash. a meeting i'm using the neutral term she took a meeting at that school it's a men's oh. college Word. so S- silky was turning it out at the men's college so being from indiana i knew what wabash college was and to be honest i was very shocked because Wabash is an all boys college and I didn't even think gay people were allowed there. So (laughs) (laughs) fair. Um, fair. And add on to the fact that she was black. I thought it was just like straight white male. Well, that that was was my first thought. I was like, Oh really? Because like, (laughs) if you don't understand like Wabash college is like in the middle of fucking nowhere. Like it's surrounded by cornfields. Like the campus is super small. So it's, I mean, it's more liberal than like a normal Indiana town, but like, I don't know. I was pretty shocking to me that she had went to college there. I mean, props to her because, you know, if Silky did stand out in that environment, it's not easy. So, you know, that's cool in a way too. Definitely. Yeah. It was interesting, I guess, to to hear a little bit about her start and that sort of thing. Uh, I don't think that we really got to learn too much from her. I didn't really believe in her forgiveness angle. And and Jesus only works in American Idol. So (laughs) nice try, girl. Yeah. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Stoney doesn't feel like... you know, like, well, they're like I, this is a song for the Lord Jesus, and then they sing, like, God bless America, and then if the judges critique you, then they say they're racist. <sighs> I mean, I was just, I, I wasn't going to say anything, but I've just been annoyed this season with her and her Jesus bullshit, because it's just like... Phaedra Parks. Yeah, like, earlier this season, she was like, well, I didn't want to, like, idolize Britney because of Jesus, and I'm just like, okay, whatever, girl. Like, you just bring up Jesus when it's convenient for you, but it's fine. Right, don't be a bad, don't be a quote-unquote bad Christian. Right, like, for sure, believe in whatever you want, and I just personally don't like when religion's forced upon me, so I don't really give, I'm not going to give you sympathy for you talking about jesus i don't know and i don't feel like she's forcing it on anyone but i feel like she is using it as an excuse when things don't go her way or she didn't perform in a challenge it's like girl it's a tool she's turning on her like her pageant her pageantry didn't want to do this because you're being lazy or you didn't do well in it it's not about you and jesus it's just about you not stepping stepping your pussy up girl Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) Yeah. Read. <laughs> so, um, so next we have Evie and on her segment on the podcast, she was talking about people not believing in her. Uh, she's a little bit surprised that she made it this far, but also she had pictured herself going to the final four. Uh, she says that some of the girls harbored their bad feelings toward her and that she's tried her hardest to show them that she doesn't hate them, but 
is, uh, but that is actually hindering her from having close relationships with the girls. Mm-hmm. I thought that was honest because it's easy to kind of keep something like that to yourself and just play it off like it's not that big a deal. Um, you know, very like Tyrish Sanchez. Um, <laughs> yeah. But owning it makes you, you know, RuPaul's Drag Race, it only works when you are that vulnerable. I feel like we just heard that today and I'm forgetting where, but. We saw that in this interview. We saw it with all the girls, but I thought it was good of Evie to own up to that because you know shit gets back to the judges and between filming and all of that. So honesty is great. For sure. What Brew told her was basically just take down your walls and let people in because that's what makes people like you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, then also at uh well the roscoe's tea is that she said that she um had made out with nina west a few times during the taping oh really yeah <laughs> oh nina I, i'm here us. for that shit yeah <laughs> nina tweet us and tell evie to listen to the show too yeah tell evie <laughs> we love her here please then Brooke says uh, in her segment she that she's feeling confident coming into the competition, but it's more uh, it's more than just having sickening looks and that you actually have to have a personality. So she felt kind of dumb for not letting loose more. Yeah, I mean, I'm she's like a pageant queen. She is Miss Continental. So she's on autopilot. She's like, I'm getting through these challenges. I'm doing the gig. I'm going to hit the marks and get to the next step. But she's forgetting that little piece that's so important. For sure. Yeah, she uh, she definitely started to come out more as the show went on. And, and it was nice to see her, even if it was in the form of being shady. It was nice to see her personality a little bit. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, fuck, like kissing Vanjie. We'll get to that later on the stage in front of the judges. I think that shows a little something. Well, right, especially since we started the episode with the dance rehearsals and they, you know, Vanjie is going off the stage, Brooklyn's going on the stage, and they sort of cross paths and they're not sure, like, about do we hug each other? Should I give you a kiss? Like, good job, whatever. Right. So then we kind of went, it's the whole arc of the story here, you know? Yeah. Aww. Aww. Cute. We'll talk about that more later. (laughs) (laughs) So finally, as far as the podcast segments, Miss Vanjie, we learned about her that she used to work at a makeup counter and that she has come a long way since then. She was on season 10, got eliminated on the first round, but made a memorable impression and has now made it to the top five of season 11. Mm -hmm. And uh, we also learned that her mom thinks that Miss Vanjie is basically a replica of her and... uh, she loves her mom yeah i thought that was really cute and stoney and i were just on the couch like oh we want to go out with vanjie's mom (laughs) i know (laughs) vh1 if you're listening you need to make a spinoff with vanjie and her mom and it's a reality show where they just hang out at the house like i want to see this it needs to happen right (laughs) for sure (laughs) They, uh, they also ask Miss Vanjie about her relationship with Brooke and if they think it would last after the competition. And she says, yes, you know, like, I hope it will. And then she's like, oh, and she better have said the same thing, too. <laughs> yeah, that was so funny. I was back live tweeting this week and I thought that was so funny. She was like, she better say the he better say the same thing or I'm going to kick his ass. Hell Yeah. <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> we better have the same answers, bitch. For real. So <laughs> then uh, so then it's time for dance rehearsal. And 
it's very apparent that Akira is not a dancer. We all kind of knew that going into this uh, challenge, but it's ever present. Yeah, I feel bad because you're kind of put on the spot and Todrick's like just such a presence. So it's immediate intimidation on top of your nerves. So poor Akira. <laughs> Also, I couldn't figure out where they ever even did this in the actual video, that choreography that they were learning. Yeah, I was like, did they just make some changes because she couldn't like hit it, which is fine. But I agree. Nothing looked yeah, the same. There was a lot of changes like because Evie's wasn't even like a, like it was totally different. Like they yeah. added in the props or something and it changed. I don't know. I don't know. They didn't know if the sets were going to be ready. So they taught him this basic ass dance move or. It wasn't like mixed into the big group scene at the end. Was Maybe it? they were just like, you need to do this dance move because we need Vanjie to be eliminated. Oh, no. I guess. <laughs> oh, I don't no. know. That was really weird. But also in the rehearsal, Silky did a lot better than she has in the past with dancing challenges. So I was pretty impressed. Oh, my gosh. I was fucking shocked. Okay. So I tweeted that too and people seemed to like that one last night i was like where was this energy on that lip sync last week right like (laughs) you were nowhere near this and this is a goddamn rehearsal (laughs) right where was this so good on you i guess yeah i've got jojo too little too late playing in my head yeah alexa play jojo (laughs) (laughs) oh my god (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah so then we move to the runway we're getting ready for the performance rupaul comes out in a purple princess dress and uh glenda the good bitch yeah so then uh we get into the music video performance but before we get into the performance we've been kind of sidetracked so this has gone a little bit longer so we're gonna take our break a little bit earlier than we normally would in this uh recap so so we're gonna go get some refills real quick you guys do the same we'll meet back in five cool cool hey everyone thanks for listening to our podcast so far thanks for coming right now we're probably refilling our drinks or maybe even gluing down our lashes again while you wait here's some things that you should check out yeah remember everyone you can email us tfcpod at gmail.com and um, tfcpod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Oh, and one more thing. You're not my real dad, and you never will be. Anyways, back to the show. All right, you guys, welcome back to the podcast. All of our drinks are refilled, and we are ready to go ahead and get into the rest of the podcast. So obviously now we are going to get into the meat of it, the actual music video taping, and one shot is happening. Holy cow, that's a lot of stress. I know, one shot, like that's, there's no redos at all. You have to make sure, this is the moment. You have to hit it, or you're not going to hit it. What did you guys think of the song, Queens Everywhere? Did you guys like it as uh, i guess as compared to last season where the song was a little bit different like slower i can't even remember what it's called now for all stars um was it super queens oh yeah she's a super queen (laughs) dance 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 like all of these videos suck compared to kitty girl so whatever it wasn't kitty girl so (laughs) i thought it was a pretty good effort (laughs) no i don't know i don't really remember it the like dancing was fun but the song i didn't i i'm just not feeling the song like kitty girl like captured my soul for a while (laughs) i remember how the queen stood though yeah they're better lyricists on that one lyricists 
Mm-hmm. Lots of cysts everywhere. Gross. <laughs> it was oozing. <laughs> um, all right, you guys. Let's get on before we get completely sidetracked. So, um, so let's go queen by queen through the song. So first we have Akira Chanel Davenport, Miss Ass Almighty herself. Um, she was giving me like um, Whitney Houston bodyguard vibes with this costume. I was really into the look. She did better than we thought. We were just talking about how we kind of didn't noticed that the choreography matched what we saw in rehearsal but Mm -hmm. whatever this was she held her own i think you could tell she was kind of thinking about the moves but we know this is not one of her strong points so that's to be expected yeah i thought it was solid like knowing that she struggles with it you can tell like she put a lot of work into it and Mm -hmm. really tried to master it so i think it came off as like very solid. So good mm-hmm. for her for really putting in the work and yeah, being able to do that when she's, that's not her strong suit. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. She was definitely one of my favorites of the night. I thought she was a very good start, like a nice strong start to the competition. Yeah. She did well. I did see a couple spots where it looked like she was um, struggling with the choreography, but it wasn't like, it was like minor things. So it wasn't like too standout ish, but I think mm-hmm. she could have been a little bit, tighter with her choreography but overall i did like her look and her performance snaps for akira so next we have brooklyn heights she's in the uh stripper room and (laughs) i was definitely getting like katya vibes from her performance yeah yeah definitely 110 percent uh i liked i liked the set i thought brooklyn did a good job she's bringing the energy and her um i thought she's bringing the energy i thought the judges maybe thought differently but her choreo is really hard and technical and she had to incorporate the pole like um on one of the i think it was pit stop we were watching he mentioned that so she had a lot more going on and it worked for her so i respected it the effort and the execution yeah i thought this was really good i didn't really understand the judges critiques i think it might have been a little bit riga morris on their part um Mm -hmm. putting her in the bottom so i think like i thought it was good is all i gotta say yeah i thought it was too like i definitely got sort of like bad bitch vibes like i mean i think also like her lyrics were one of the better like verses you know yeah she said queen of the north got one thing to say i never like double dutch i didn't come to play like you know it (laughs) rhymes it's the meter is very well you know later she Mm -hmm. says um let these other hoes know that i float like a butterfly sting like a bee bitch i'm on point literally yeah i like that line (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I thought hers was really good. Like she was definitely playing the character. They tried to sell us this like, oh, she looked like like she had no personality behind her moves that she was doing. And I just didn't really buy it. Yeah, I'm with Stony on this. I think they just wanted to save Silky. Yeah, and they were looking for the, oh, let's put Brooke and Vanjie in the bottom together. Because then they have to lip sync for their love. They want this Titanic ass love story <laughs> ass goddamn story. We all know how it ends. Jack goes floating down to the bottom. Yeah. We get it. We get it, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> so next, the uh, Kool-Aid man bursts out of the bathroom stall. <laughs> and... The- <laughs> God damn it. That's just, I, I that's just rude. I wasn't ready. <laughs> 
I did kind of enjoy. I did kind of enjoy her. I did kind of enjoy her just like pushing the bitch out of the way. But like, bitch, get out of the way. I was like, okay. So oh all joking gosh. aside, her, uh, her, she did come out like a cyclone, and she was like knocking people over, and then she just sort of like fell on her back. But it was like didn't look like it flowed really well it looked was kind of awkward but then when she got picked up she was right back into her like eight count and was doing a good job i guess after that yeah i think it was part of it but it kind of caught you off guard so i guess good job girl but also like while we're talking about the song and lyrics i mean her verse was definitely her and vanji were the weak ones for yeah for silkies she says i'm big silk and i came to rock my personality cannot be topped Ooh, this mug is unlocked. Twirl, whip, drop it like it's hot. I don't know. That was... I'm not moved. (laughs) No, that sounds like some Hannah Montana shit right there. Yeah. The part that I did like was the second half where she said, All big queens that's doing the do. Remember this track was made for you. Keep your head up and never snooze. You'll turn out like me and Rue. Oh, cute. Definitely an improvement over the Elephant Queen song. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'm the elephant queen. <laughs> Run, Simba. Run. Get out of the way. Your dad told you to be prepared, girl. It doesn't look like you're very prepared. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, which brings us next to Vanessa Vangie Mateo, who gets to sort of perform... Um, like uh like on a stage of sorts like a rock star that she is however mm-hmm. she isn't able to mouth her words properly so it looks a little bit sloppy as well as her dance moves not being completely on the beat <laughs> uh, i think vanji is just in her head which sucks because she needed to turn it out right now like this was the moment she had to like bring it and serve her best beyonce and it just didn't happen i think she got into her head the lyrics weren't there the choreo was kind of and you could just see it on her face like she just wasn't in it yeah i think she might have suffered from the fact that it was like the one take thing like maybe she just got in her head and wasn't able to pull it out because in the you know the the practice or whatever she was doing really well i don't know i did really like enjoy her lyrics too like i know that they weren't like there was nothing substantial about them it was just her just like kind of like barking and yeah, being, being and like <laughs> yeah. saying random ass things <laughs> but, cookie monster <laughs> but it's kind of like that's just what i love about her so like the fact that she's just like blurting out random ass shit is yeah. like hilarious to me <laughs> yeah yeah drop down low to the floor and spin fish latina really nice to meet you because i save the room they give me tins to see her i whip my hair side to side category close bitch i'm fly slip and slide <laughs> thighs thighs goodbye no girl i'm like i'm not getting the story here i don't know okay this is clicking now so didn't vanji say it worked for Nicki minaj why wouldn't it work for me yeah yeah no it doesn't sound the same whatever i'm listening to her this is no monster okay this is no Nicki monster verse no she did start out strong though i did like the miss vanji miss vanji miss vanji yeah that was cute that was good so it's like it wasn't the best it wasn't the worst her verse and um um silky's verses were much shorter i think than brooke and oh yeah 
You could feel that. Like, theirs were very clipped, it felt. Like, very short. Yes. But then we did end on a strong note. We got Miss Evie Oddly just being the little weirdo that she is, that we all love her for. (laughs) Um, What'd you guys think of her? Oh, I was living for this. Definitely my favorite, hands down. Um, I just loved the energy she brought. It was all an Evie character. It was 100% her, and she was still like pretty. She was still weird, but she still looked really pretty too. Yeah, anytime that... Evie goes like full on Mortal Kombat. Like I'm here for it. <laughs> like once she starts just like flipping and like doing like Sub Zero moves, I'm totally like yes, finish play us. <laughs> that was the pose at the end. <laughs> for real, girl. Yeah, I I really loved her look. She got the loudest and most energetic response at the bar where I watched the episode. So everyone mm-hmm. was clearly loving her the most. Yeah, that creepy exorcist shit, though, like that, that was still creepy, but I still got my life. That was some American Horror Story shit right there. <laughs> yeah, it was. It's yeah. Like, Whoa, where's she going? She's in the basement of the murder house, girl. It's real scary. <laughs> um, but yeah, in addition to her wonderful performance, she also had a really good lyric because a good verse because she really got her story across you know we got a really strong start she said i'm evie oddly and oddly enough my edges stay shredded but these tits are tough when other girls fake i just call out their bluff it just all rhymes it It flows well i was into it there's substance there so i was loving her thing so yeah then they all come into a big gay dance routine and the song is over yes you did it girls last maxi challenge of the season Yes. So let's now go through the runway real quick. Starting off with Brooke Lynn Heights in her black swan realness. We wish it was the black swan. Yeah. I think it's pretty, but um, I like that clearly the talent is being shown off here. I think Brooklyn still looked really gorgeous, but this category, best drag, this is where you just like leave it all on the runway. So maybe have like a crazy exaggerated tutu covered in pearls with white lace, like make it look a little more, I don't know, homecoming, make it stand out, make it pop, uh, but still bring you Maybe make it a fun color. You can still do your ballerina thing, but it just kind of looked a little bland. Yeah, I guess that's how I felt about it. I thought, like, obviously it was awesome. Like, she looked great, and the fact that she could just go out there and, like, do her ballerina moves is amazing. But I think, like, for the runway, I wish it had, like, a little bit more pizzazz to it or something. A little yeah. less nutcracker, a little more like kind of rock and roll ballerina. I mean, and I don't want to discredit her. Like she's obviously amazing, but Vogue I just felt ballerina. like it was a little underwhelming, just kind of, and I think even the judges said that based off like her other looks, like it's a little underwhelming considering this is the last look of the season. Best drag. Like this is nice, <laughs> but is this your best drag? Yeah. And did you catch she had her continental crown on her head uh-huh. as well? Yep. Uh, 
So, yeah, I, I agree with what you guys were saying for sure. To move on, next was Silky Nutmeg Ganache wearing a nude illusion gown with pink and white swirls. Also, was she wearing Akira's wig? <laughs> um, wow, good question. I mean, she looked gorgeous, right? Like, Silky looked great, but we've seen this before. Like, we've seen Silky with a nice face beat in this same shape gown. Like, I don't know what else to say. Like, what else do you have? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I thought it was one of her better looks, like, and that's saying something it should be. It's the last look of the season. I don't want to, like, discredit her too much. I think she did a good job, you know, but it wasn't my favorite, I guess, is what I'm going to (laughs) say. Yeah, me either. Props where props are due. It's, you know, a better, much stronger look than we typically see from her on the runway. I feel like I've seen similar gowns where it's like the nude illusion with like a couple different colors swirled around in there. But uh, also Brooke's outfit. I feel like we saw the top from her outfit as a part of her finale dress. I, I saw her walking down the runway and then I saw her on in her ballerina outfit and the top part kind of looks like the top part of her dress for her finale mm-hmm. look. So... We'll see. Oh, yeah. Stay tuned. I still haven't seen many of the looks. The looks. Then uh, we have Miss Vangie, and she came out in a nice green ball gown with dripping and jewels. I thought Vangie looked pretty, but I think um, just pushing it a little more would have helped her. Like maybe, I know Vangie never really wears like a breastplate or does like va-va-voom boobs, but giving it some shape somehow, maybe some dramatic shaping of the gown or something so it doesn't look so like, oh, this is a gorgeous green gown. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that's my problem. And it's not just Vangie. It's was basically everyone. It was just like, well, besides Evie, but it was all these queens like were wearing nice things, but... There was nothing unique about it. Like it was all just I'm wearing a nice evening gown and that's it. That was it. There's no like uniqueness about it. It was just like, here I am. Nothing that highlighted. I made the final five. Congrats to me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And also too, like her corset was showing over the top of her dress. That was a little bit sloppy looking, even though clearly she was planning for the lip sync and wanted her like sort of reveal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you're gonna do a little peekaboo like that, it's you got to do something else with that. You can't put black against emerald; it's not gonna pop the way you want it to unless you're in the Slytherin house. Yeah, and have a better reveal than just taking the bottom part of the dress off. Yeah, yeah. Oh man! All right. So next and last, or no? Never mind. Next we have <laughs> Evie Oddly, and uh, clearly she was the standout look on the runway. She had. You know, everything came in pairs of three for her. Yeah, Evie's got a, she's got a point to prove. They've seen a couple pretty moments from Evie, but this is the end. So she's got to bring it. So she gave you the glam, but she still stayed true to her character and um, gave you a little weirdness there. But it worked. I thought it was pretty. She looked really gorgeous. And we still got that Evie oddly character. Right. Yeah. And she... She did what I was kind of just bitching about was that she came out glam, wore something really nice, but added a little twist to it based off of like her aesthetic and like her personality. Mm -hmm. And like, that's what we want to see. Like she did exactly what she should have done. It's just the other queens, they didn't really add any twists. They just came out glam. They didn't take it there. Mm -hmm. Right, right. And uh, I just loved all of her like, 
moves. She sort of reminded me from uh, of Angela Bassett from American Horror Story. I think it was Freak <laughs> Show when she had Freak the, Show. the three breasts. <laughs> yep, that's the one. Uh, that's sort of what I was feeling when she first came out. I was like, oh my God, she had, so she had three boobs. She had three fingers. She had three butt cheeks. <laughs> 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 that one was a little bit less distinguishable, but we still got the picture. Right. <laughs> but um, but yeah, she was clearly standout. Look, everyone was so excited to see her look when she came out. Yeah, Evie's just so much fun. And now, lastly, we have Akira in her nice blue ball gown. What did you guys think of her look? I didn't think Akira looked bad, but um, I actually didn't re- realize it as much until we watched um, Fashion Photo Review. But do you remember? I forget the category. But um, she had on that gold gown with the big gold hair, kind of similar to Silky's All the glitters. This week. Yeah. So that dress actually kind of blows this one out of the water. So, you know, watching this on the runway, it's like, oh, that's pretty. Like, Akira looks pretty. But then they referenced that other gown. And I was like, oh, wow, I did enjoy that dress a bit more. So I don't know if she was playing it safe. But she looked good. She looked good. Yeah. That's kind of my problem with the Kyria's look. I didn't think it looked bad at all. Like I think it looked really good. However, she's given she's given us other looks that are very similar to this and were as good if not better. Um so I was just like looking for a little bit more, you know, kind of like in All Stars last season when Monet was there. Monet came out and her finale look gave us something that we hadn't really seen for Monet at all and it was like amazing. So I guess for me, I was just, I was hoping that she was going to come out and give us like something just so unique that we hadn't seen from her before, but it just didn't happen. Yeah. I, I think I'm the Akira stan of the podcast because when she came out first, I was just like, oh my gosh. Like I was just in shock because she looked so beautiful. Like her face was on point i loved the dress i like how it was a little bit um loose on the bottom because uh, every time she moves the dress has some flow and there is some movement down there and and that was delightful to you know kind of made the dress a little bit more exciting to me yeah i think it was a good dress yeah and i don't want to say like i i love a carry i think she's great i think she looks good it's just it was more just i don't know like maybe my expectations were higher than normal, like because it was the last like regular episode. Well, and this is kind of what everybody's saying about the season. We've kind of all just been wanting like a pinch more. So yeah. like Akira looked just fine. She's gorgeous. She's one of the most gorgeous Queens we've seen on RuPaul's drag race hands down, but you know, best drag, I don't know. Like, maybe that's her definition of it. She looks great, but we've seen better looks. So what is it? Yeah, for me, uh, my top look of the runway was, of course, Evie Oddly. But I think my second favorite was Akuria. Yeah, I mean, I would say I would say that, too. That's just my read on it. Yeah, I mean, I would say the same thing, probably. Like, maybe her and Brooke are, like, tied or something. Or it's maybe Akuria's a little bit ahead of her. But I would put Akuria above Brooke for sure. But that's just my read on Akuria. Yeah, same. <laughs> um, all right, so I was going to bring up the critique and how they were a little bit harsher on Brooklyn, um, but I think we kind of touched on that already, so you kind of know how we feel that she was probably gr- uh, critiqued a little bit too harder to fit the storyline that they were trying to push on us. 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So then the queens, they all take a moment to talk to their younger self. Saw like a lot of great, you know, lots of like good words and nice uh, motivating messages that I think are nice to hear. I think my favorite one was probably Evie because... I think she was the one I related to the most because I also had a little bit too much free time alone and entertaining <laughs> myself as a child. I wasn't like Nicki Minaj back then, but like she was. But yeah, I, so I, I feel I love uh, I like the oddity aspect of her. Yeah, I enjoyed Evie's story. I could actually relate a lot to a curious story as well because I kind of felt like I was just in a very performative state most of my um, junior high and high school career. I was very good at my instrument, so I hid behind that. And that's kind of all people knew about me. And then I went to college and <laughs> changed <laughs> for the you better. Blossomed. Yeah, so... I appreciate her story too. Can we just say real quick too how like cute Vanjie was as a little <laughs> Yeah. Oh she, yeah. She was fabulous. Oh she was a little queen. Oh she had her <laughs> highlight perfected when she was like seven. <laughs> I could Beats. just imagine Vanjie on the playground just being like <laughs> Yeah. Barking like in her Tyrannosaurus Rex way. Watch like... my face, bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. So uh then I mean I guess there was no top story of my life. We were debating that earlier. Not really debating. We were like, is it Evie's win because she was called first to be like ushered into the finale? I think I feel like there was no official winner, but maybe it was Evie because clearly she was really solid in the video and her look was the top runway. I was going to bring that up later. I was going to ask if you, if we were going to consider her the winner of the challenge, just because otherwise no points would really be given. (laughs) I did consider her the winner. I put it on the points that she won because I thought, okay, like you could maybe make the case her and Silky were kind of tied on their uh, performances, but Evie was called first and her look was better. The runway. Yeah. Yeah, so I gave Evie the win on this uh, episode. Okay, I don't have to fight as hard as I thought I was going to. (laughs) (laughs) It's yours. Take it. All right, well, (laughs) let's move on then while I'm ahead. (laughs) Um, So then Brooklyn and Vanjie were the bottom. So the couple had to lip sync against each other and they let sync to um, a super gay Aretha Franklin pride mega mix. (laughs) (laughs) yeah turn the party queens (laughs) yeah this is very much like rock orchestra ballet uh meets uh something else yeah they were like i wasn't sure how this was gonna go but brooklyn definitely has an advantage being in her ballerina garb because she can pull out all of her moves, all her stunts, and it was definitely translating on stage. But, you know, Vanjie, she performs more with her face and her energy, so she was bringing the heat as well. So they they were definitely turning it for everybody. Yeah, it was, I was super impressed by Brooklyn just... I don't even know like what the proper like term is to use, but like when she was just like on her toes the entire She's time. She's on point. On point. Yeah. Like the lyric of her verse yeah yeah i was just like <laughs> damn girl like this it looked crazy to me I, was, I couldn't believe she was doing that i mean that's super technical stuff so i that yeah. to show off to be able to show off that training on the rupaul's drag race stage is huge that's yeah. pretty cool and it's a very painful pose to hit too like obviously i've never done ballet but just from like 
you, you know, other people. For that. Yeah. You have to build up your stamina. It's a really hard thing to achieve. So for her to be on point, the whole lip sync, I thought was super impressive as well. Mm-hmm. So then Miss Vangie, unfortunately, sashayed away, but not before making a truly iconic exit. <laughs> there was the kiss that was heard around the world first of I course know. it was a sweet moment it was so sweet it was like come on like you can't say that brooklyn's not showing you something here judges yeah <laughs> brooklyn's obviously the more openly romantic one <laughs> yeah yeah it was still cute they're like i'm such a romantic so i appreciate moments like that yes definitely and i and after that too on twitter like uh i think it was brooklyn was like i love you or something or no she posted a broken heart and then vanjie replied and said i love you and put like a heart with a ring emoji <laughs> Oh my gosh, stop. I'm, I'm like, you guys, it's back on. It's a thing. <laughs> stop. Yes. And then, of course, after that, Vanjie was just being Vanjie, like, I'm not done yet. Don't turn off the spotlight. <laughs> yeah, that was cute. Uh, she was like, just watch you bitches. will spin the wheel at the reunion. I'll come back. <laughs> Look, I'm back. <laughs> uh, this is uh, how you. She, was she, this is how you go viral. <laughs> Well, I think that we got everything we needed from Miss Vanjie now. We are so pumped to see her back on the show. For sure. She made it to the top five, and we know we're going to get more of her, possibly in an All-Stars. All if stars. not, she's like a truly official Rue girl now. So as soon as she's in Indianapolis, I'm going to be buying a meet-and-greet ticket. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think... You know, Vanjie going into the season was so hyped because, like, everyone's obsessed with her season 10. I thought she did a really good job. Like, her personality is super fun. You know, her looks this season were a little bit iffy. But the thing is, like, she didn't have terrible looks. It was just that they're all the same. So I feel like give her a couple years. Let's bring her back for another All-Stars. And I feel like she'll be ready to slay the competition even more. And then add that with her personality. Like, she's definitely a star girl. For sure. Yeah, we definitely haven't heard the last of Miss Vanjie. But, um, all right, well, so let's wrap this up. Stoney, please take it away. Tell us how the points went, girl. Yeah, so this week, um, we officially declared Evie Oddly as being the main challenge winner. So Seth gets 20 points. I'm rich, bitch. Congrats, Um, ho. So uh, there was Seth, no mini challenge. There's no mini challenge. <laughs> no um, <else> points. <laughs> Seth and Jamal both had two uh, people still on the show. So they get 10 points. I had one person. So I get five points and I'm officially out of the competition now because. Uh-oh. Oh my God. was eliminated. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm not winning <laughs> the fantasy league. <laughs> <laughs> Remix by this makes bye me bitch bye bitch. <laughs> I'm even Tell more pissed. Boy, bye. <laughs> boy, bye. I'm even more pissed because Nina's gone, so I don't have anyone left. So this you had a good run, girl. A, a, a showdown for uh, Jamal and I in the finale. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I swear. Like uh, we're not getting into this now because. 
I want to go watch TV, but... Uh. Well, let's get to it. So hang on. So we have Brooklyn won the bottom two lip syncs, so Seth got 10 points. Yes. So a new category that we hadn't really done this season yet is the queen makes the top four. So oh. each each queen that made the top four gets 40 <laughs> points. Tony's fucked <laughs> So Jamal gets 80 points for Silky and Akaria. Seth gets gets 80 for Brooke and Evie. Yes. So let's go to the points total. Uh This competition is really heating up, you guys. Let's see how this plays out. So Seth. Okay, so let's start with me. So I'm in last place now. <laughs> with no opportunity to make a comeback. <laughs> the, She's yeah, out. Bye. The best I can do is if Nina wins Miss Congeniality, then I would get like 80 points. But mm. that still wouldn't matter. Mm. Um, so I'm in last place with 375 points. Seth is in second place yes. with 455 <laughs> points. Yes. Started from the bottom. Now I'm here. And Jamal. <laughs> now the whole world knows. <laughs> <laughs> Jamal's in first place with 480 points. So wait, yes, so bitch. he has 480 and I have 455? Yes. Oh, it's really close now. All right. It's really close. So you're within 25 points. And honestly, so if we look at this, if you're, the queen wins the show, you get 80 points. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so basically it comes down to who's going to win, I think, because... Yeah, so it's basically Kyrian Silky versus Brooke and Evie, which yeah. I think S- Seth has a better chance of winning, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he does. We'll see. You never know. Rue's pissing people off left and right this season, girl. <laughs> but also, there will be no points next week, right? Are we, or do, do uh, Jamal and I just get points for having queens? Oh, wait, are we just going to get points for all the queens being back on the reunion or well oh, since everybody will be on we won't like do that point total but basically you'll get so whoever wins will get 80 points and then okay. whoever wins miss congeniality will get 40 points yeah so but next week's I the mean, reunion so we'll have to wait it out for two weeks to find out oh yeah for reunion i don't think we're gonna do anything and since i'm winning before oh, we wait, get to fuck. vegas this is going before wrong. the points <laughs> wait now Wait, I'm going to have to buy everyone alcohol. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I was supposed to lose. Yes. Wait, who won last season? Jamal did, I think. I did. Oh, Jamal did? Yeah. I'm yeah. current reigning. Oh my God. Silky's going to win. I'm going for my... Su- hey, listen, that's controversial. Like, Please, okay, God. Okay, now we should end the podcast. <laughs> Before it gets too negative. (laughs) All right, you guys. So let's go ahead and talk about some hot men. Who's ready, girl? (laughs) Let's break out the jock straps. I'm ready to party. Cheryl Johnson's into it. Yeah. Cheryl's partying from herself (laughs) in this mental institution. (laughs) Trade. Mm. Trade. Trade. All right, you guys, welcome back to the sexiest segment in podcast history. It is Trade Girl. You know what we're talking about this week. This is basically like the most popular segment in all of podcast history, you guys. Like this is the one even your moms are talking about. So it's like kind of embarrassing that they listen to it too. Hi, mom. 
Yeah, we're like, I don't know, like the art freak table. Yeah. Like on Mean Girls. <laughs> the sexually frustrated band geeks. Yeah. Ooh, that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. Well, who would like to share their trade first? Um, I guess I can go first this time. So my trade of the week is somebody. So last week I had somebody on pose. And then this week I'm doing another person that's on pose. You are just making your rounds on set, aren't Come you? Come through yes. pose cast (laughs) i can't talk this week by the way yeah seth is struggling for sure this Uh, is what happens when you eat peanut butter before recording a podcast nice (laughs) but the person this week from pose is dylan burnside and i haven't seen pose for like a year because i kind of forgot about it but um he's a cutie but anyway i don't even remember the character he plays on there but it's like one of the main characters is it ricky i think yeah he's the boyfriend the love interest of the dancer yeah the main character Mm -hmm. but yeah he's just really cute and i really like his instagram because he's always posting just like things about pride and just like social issues related to the gay community so yeah i think I don't know. I just really enjoy his Instagram. He's very cute and he has a good message on his profile. Yes. I think every picture I've looked at from him was liked by the Vixen. So I think you have some competition, Stoney. (laughs) Yeah. See, I don't even follow the Vixen, so I didn't know that. Well, that's just rude. (laughs) Shade rattle. I see where Kid Fury is liking a lot of his stuff, though. Yeah, Kid Fury does, too. Have you guys seen all the Game of Thrones like videos where they do the Game of Thrones, but they use the shade rattle? (laughs) No. Girl, you got to look for those. It's fucking funny as shit. (laughs) I bet there's hella shade rattles. What episode? It's always like Cersei, like in the scene, too. (laughs) You know it is. You know it is. But but yeah, Uh, we'll we'll, I'll show you guys later. But yes, I think Dylan is very cute. I'd heard his name before, but I couldn't picture him. And now I'm happy that I can picture him because he is a cutie. Yeah. And I think post season two probably comes out soon, if I remember correctly. Yeah. I think so. I think it's this summer, right? And uh, Jiggly Caliente's back on it too. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. I just saw post season one is on Netflix. So. Girl, if you didn't have like FX or whatever channel it was on, you can watch it on Netflix now. Yeah, I didn't have it, but you spoiled it for me. You spoiled the show for me last week, so now I'm not going to watch season one. Um, Just kidding. It was not a real spoiler. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to skip to season two, I think. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, Jamal, what about you? Tell us about your trade this week, girl. All right. So my trade, and forgive me, I had his profile translated on my phone, but I'm talking to Seth on my phone. Wow. So I can't read what's on the screen. So I'm using my memory. It says uh, wish me 24 luck. años. I mean, that means he's 24 years old. Yep. I know that. I got that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, but his name is Lucas. He's a photographer. Hey, Lucas. Hey girl, <laughs> where do you think Go you're going? <laughs> Gosh, Go I don't think Lucas sounds like this. <laughs> I don't know if Lucas even likes that song. Did you say he was a singer? Maybe he can like guest feature us on one of his tracks. Photographer. Yeah. We can submit this episode as like evidence that we can see. Yeah. Nobody listens to me. <laughs> 
But anyway, he has some pretty um cute pictures. He's like um a big teddy bear. I don't know how else to ex- describe him, but he's got some really cool shots, very scenic and gorgeous beaches, uh, little clothing, uh, the gym selfies where it doesn't look like he's really worked out, but he's got muscles, so I don't know how he's doing that. I wonder if he's like one of those anamorphs, like he can anamorph <laughs> into a bear. I don't Ooh, know. That's kind of hot. I'm into that. I don't know. I'm not into bestiality, so I guess you do you, girl. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you had oh, to shit. go there. I didn't realize it was going there, but yeah, I uh, guess that's true. Do you even know who I am? <laughs> <laughs> We're going there every time, girl. Ooh, I'm, look at the picture of him and the little red and white striped ones. You'll well, know I, what I'm talking I about. I was going to say look up anamorph porn, but then I just realized that's probably bestiality. Yeah, so. yeah don't do that. But oh, he's got a good shot in pink ones too. You know what I mm. like about him? Because usually I like a guy with a happy trail, but he has one in his back too. So he has like two happy. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bonus. It's like the prize at it's the bottom cute. of the cereal box. <laughs> You know, <laughs> Seth is right. She's <laughs> gonna apologize. Are you looking at the? P- <laughs> Are you looking at the picture of him under the water? No, he's just standing on a deck, girl. I don't know. <laughs> oh yeah, there's multiple. <laughs> well, you can't please everyone, so <laughs> I'm not afraid of a little hair, girls. That took me out. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> Hopefully you didn't. And that's my trade. Hopefully they didn't turn off the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) They love it. All right, you guys. Well, my trade this week, I think his name is Ben. Can't really be sure. And he... (laughs) I just made up a name for him. It's fine. Um... (laughs) And on his profile, it says work smart, play hard. So, you know, he's serious about it. And uh, he is. (laughs) (laughs) You know, he's serious about it. Stop fucking around. I was ready to lip sync. (laughs) I was ready. Um, But he is a uh, physics and an astronomy student. So not only does he have brawn, he has brains. I'm going to need to see the transcripts. Yes, girl. C student on a roll. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. So he is like a a little bit different than my normal pick because he's very muscular. But every time I see his picture, I get weak in the knees and he is just, Mm. I don't know. Some, every time I see his picture, I just want to jump through there and give him a big hug. So careful on those knees you might need those yeah he's cute i like his hair yeah he has nice like blondish brown brown blonde oh my gosh do i follow this guy too i don't know girl he eats donuts he looks real i think i've seen this picture before yeah I, i'm into his he doesn't look. really eat donuts girl we talked about this oh yeah usually when they're holding it it just means that they thought about it and then they sprayed windex on it yeah <laughs> 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 But um, 
But yeah, he's basically like your all-American jock type kind of guy. So um, yeah, so that's my trade this week, y'all. Yes. Sizzling round, gents. Yes. So that is another week at Thanks for Coming, the most magically gay podcast. We are going to uh, be live on Wednesday. Anyways, uh, just stay tuned to our Twitter and we'll keep you updated. Get ready for some off-season contact content we have a lot of ideas and like we're ready to hit the ground running so we hope you'll stick around because uh you love us and not just because we talk about rupaul's drag race yeah yes Yes. and if you want to be cool like holly leave us a review on itunes and we'll rate it on one of our future podcasts and uh yeah we will uh see you guys next week so uh until then you guys bye Silky wins. Fuck no. The big girl wins.